Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. Today is Medicinal Monday. We're so happy to be with you for another great conversation about optimizing your health with whole food, plant-based nutrition, as well as mindset empowerment. However, the mindset calls are, of course, our Wisdom Wednesday calls. Uh, Anywho, I'm Dr. Benjamin. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And if you don't know who we are, now you do. We're both naturopathic doctors who empower you with this sort of information in whole food plant-based nutrition. So today we're talking about fiber and specifically, you know, why we should, you know, be increasing our fiber content in our nutrition and how to do so in a way that is, uh, you know, comfortable. Because let's face it, when people jump into the deep end with their high fiber foods, people do have digestive issues and, you know, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, whatever it might be. Um, So we're going to be talking about ways to avoid that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Because I've heard from people, you know, oh, I, I can't do a high fiber diet. My, I just can't. My, my digestive system just won't allow me to. That is, that is so far from the truth. Just because you might experience a little bit of gas and bloating or maybe a lot of gas and bloating or diarrhea or constipation or whatever from the fiber, it doesn't make that yeah. fiber the culprit. And we're going to explain why that is. But first, we're going to be talking about all of the benefits from eating a high fiber diet or a fiber, like, you know, I don't know, high, low, medium, whatever, just a fiber rich diet. And uh, let's just point out the fact of or define what fiber is. Of course, fiber is a plant carbohydrate, an undigestible, quote unquote, carbohydrate in plants. And yes, only plants have fiber. You cannot, under any circumstances, get fiber from any animal products, only plants. So a plant-based diet is, of course, going to be a fiber-rich diet. And a whole food plant-based diet is going to be a higher fiber-rich diet. Um, So yes, fiber comes from plants. They are, quote unquote, carbohydrates. But in an undigestible form for our human uh, enzymes of digestion. However, of course, we know that fiber fuels and 
actually serves as the, 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 the nutritional source for the microbes in our gut. So the microbes help us by digesting the fiber from our plants. We, of course, digest the carbohydrates and the proteins and the fatty acids, as well as we get all the vitamins and minerals and all that good stuff. So we work in the microbes in our gut who are digesting fiber. Right. Yeah. And so I guess, I guess that leads us into the first main benefit of a fiber rich diet, which is digestive health. And so, yeah, let's go back to that scenario where, you know, someone says, oh, no, my digestive system is just too sensitive. I can't handle a lot of fiber. The solution is actually still to increase fiber, but to do so gradually. And we're going to talk about that at the end. Mm -hmm. But the way to really support your digestive system in becoming more resilient and strong and and to support your digestive system in serving you greater is to support the diversity of the microbiome by increasing the diversity and the quantity of fibers that we're eating through our diet. Yeah. So we've recorded another episode on the podcast specifically on the microbiome and what that looks like. And of course, we, you know, alluded to the fact that in order to diversify the microbiome optimally, we need to eat a diverse quantity and quality of uh, plant fibers um, on our plate. So that's, yeah, that's really important for our digestive health. And of course, we know that when we have a resilient microbiome, when we have a healthy gut lining, then we are going to have a healthy immune system and we're going to be robust and resilient in that capacity. And of course, there are all of the studies that exist that draw connections between microbiome biodiversity, as well as, uh, you know, cardiovascular health and cognitive health and uh, mental health. All of these, all of these connections are drawn to our microbiome. And again, a healthy microbiome is dependent on feeding it good quality, good diversity of fiber in plants. Um, So, but another direct benefit of eating a high fiber diet is detoxification because what the fiber does, we know that fiber helps us bulk our stools. And yes, when you go to the bathroom, you're getting rid of waste. You're flushing stuff down the toilet that your body is processing and eliminating, including lots of toxins that uh, are being broken down by our liver, dumped into our intestines through the biliary system, and then hopefully shuttled out completely and flushed down the toilet if we're having good, healthy bowel movements. So fiber is critical. And I think, you know, a lot of people do draw these connections. You know, it's common for people to take fiber supplements if they're feeling backed up and and constipated. Of course, you know, the best fiber supplement is just eating whole foods because when we're eating a whole food plant-based diet, we don't need any additional fiber. You know, that's, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on this topic too, maybe we can talk just a little bit about the difference between soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I like to think of the two as like insoluble fiber is kind of the roughage. I think of like kale, or I think of like, I don't know. I think of like the, the vegetables that are just kind of like 
yeah, like roughage, you got to chew a lot to get them down, right? So that's kind of the insoluble fiber versus the soluble fiber is really kind of more of a kind of a mucilaginous compound in some scenarios. If we think of um, fruits that are high in pectin, pectin is, is a very high, um, you know, it's, a, it's, good a, soluble it's fiber. a good soluble fiber. It's found in blueberries and apples and, you know, things like flaxseed and chia seed. We think of these things as being very high in fiber, but they also have that kind of mucilaginous quality to them. As and well as oats. As and, well as oats. And other intact whole grains. Yeah. Yeah. So the soluble fiber is actually really, really good at actually binding onto toxins in the gut and shuttling them out. And so for that reason, very helpful for detoxification and um, helpful for Another one of the benefits we're going to talk about soon, I imagine. How about right now? Okay. So <laughs> Don't eating... leave them <laughs> Cholesterol. <laughs> cholesterol. Lowering cholesterol. Yeah. So as we're shuttling stuff out of the body and flushing it down the toilet, one of those things is excess cholesterol, as well as other you know, hormones and, and molecules that are being processed by the liver. Again, regular bowel movements are essential. And I think it's really hard to have good, healthy, regular bowel movements if we're not eating an abundance of fiber. Mm -hmm. um, so those are kind of, you know, we could go on and on in, in terms of the benefits, but it all really comes down to digestive health and detoxification. Um, and then, of course, the digestive health microbiome connections with immune system, inflammation, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the benefits in, the, in a nutshell, and now maybe shifting gears a little bit to talk about how much fiber we should be eating and how to get ourselves to optimal fiber intake. And quite honestly, personally, um, we don't really count anything in terms of our nutrient intake, calories, carbs, fats, protein, anything. But if I were to, which I have done in the past, I would find myself eating close to 100 grams of fiber per day. And that's based on, you know, maybe 2,500 or 3,000 calories that I'm eating of whole plant foods. And yes, you know, everyone energy intake is going to be different depending on their body size, metabolic rate, activity level, etc. So if you're eating just 2,000 calories a, diet, uh, a day or less, it might be hard to get 100 grams of fiber per day, but you can go in that direction, maybe 70, 80. And maybe it's a good time to, to just plug the fact that the recommended daily intake is between 15 and 25 grams per day, depending on males versus females. I don't know why there's a difference there. Um, we've got kind of the same internal organs and microbiome, you know, diversity and whatnot and our needs in that regard. But anyway, I think it's something like 90% or 95% of our population does not meet that low bar of 15 to 25 grams of fiber per day, um, which I think, quite honestly, is pretty pathetic. But it also kind of makes sense when we consider just the, the chronic disease epidemic and how essential our microbiome and biodiversity of the gut biome is for our overall health and immune system, etc. Uh, so yeah, we want to go higher than definitely higher than 15 to 25 grams of fiber. You know, if you're eating a low fiber diet, we just want to gradually increase to 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, no upper limit, no upper healthy limit of fiber intake. 
But that being said, if you are eating 10 grams of fiber per day and you're like, oh, I'm going to go for Dr. Ben level, I'm going to go for 100 grams, you're probably going to be bloated. Mm -hmm. I would say you're definitely going to be bloated. That's just a, you know, basic common sense cause and effect sort of reaction. You're eating more fiber than your microbes at the time are able to handle. Mm -hmm. So our biggest recommendation is to take it slow. Mm -hmm. Take it slow. And so, you know, to kind of imagine why this is that the gas forms when we kind of overwhelm our microbiome with too much fiber is because the, the microbes are digesting the fiber, right? That's their favorite fuel. And in turn, they create those good, beneficial, anti-inflammatory, short-chain short fatty acids. But mm -hmm. if we don't have substantial amount of, um, you know, populations of these different diverse groups of microbes to digest the specific types of fibers, then they just kind of get left undigested. And yeah, they can ferment and cause gas. And it's also important to know that there are specific microbes, you know, for example, we can talk about broccoli. Let's say we increase broccoli all of a sudden. Well, we need to make sure we have the healthy populations of the broccoli digesting, those specific broccoli digesting microbes. Broccoli fiber digesting microbes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Broccoli fiber digesting microbes. <laughs> and if, you know, we, we have these microbes, but if we just don't have enough of them proliferating in our gut, then yes, they're going to be overwhelmed when we have, you know, a huge serving of three cups of broccoli or whatever it is. Yeah. And everyone's got their vulnerability. You know, I think for Dr. Susanna, it's Brussels sprouts. Like, you know, you can only handle a few Brussels sprouts before there's like a feeling of fullness and maybe some bloating. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. For me, I'm sure some sort of bean. I, I feel like I feel like there's some for, for most people, there's like a bean a bean, whether it's a chickpea or black beans. And, you know, some there's just a little bit less robust diversity of the population of bugs needed to digest the fibers associated with that specific bean. So don't go crazy with that bean, but find the high fiber foods that you do tolerate well and use those as kind of your staples as you diversify. You know, for example, we uh, cooked up some amaranth, you know, mm -hmm. just a couple weeks ago. I know I've had amaranth like maybe once or twice before in my entire life, like whole amaranth, whole grain. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I did feel a little bit bloated and I felt like uh, I didn't want to eat a whole bowl of amaranth as I would a whole bowl of quinoa or brown rice that my microbes are more <laughs> comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, it is very healthy and beneficial to branch out, you know, outside of the box, so to speak, and get some of those exotic intact whole grains and legumes and uh, non-starchy vegetables that are fiber rich to augment your diet and kind of help diversify your microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. Another way to think of it too, is that your, your microbiome really does depend on the different plants that you eat. So if you eat the same plants over and over again, you're going to have a great amount of the microbes that digest those specific plants. But then when you bring something new in, yeah. like the amaranth, or for, for me a few weeks ago, it was black eyed peas, which I eat maybe twice a year, even though they're delicious, you know? Oh, yeah. And so when I ate a huge serving of black eyed peas, it was like, oh yeah, my gut's not really used to this. And it's not it's not a bad thing, nope. but the way to, the way to enjoy black eyed peas without the gas is just to eat them more regularly and get your your microbes adapted to it right and or you know 
just take it easy on the black eyed peas and mm -hmm. go for the the garbanzo beans or the other legumes that you know you can tolerate better mm -hmm. um which brings us i don't i think it's really important to just bring up like on the topic of digestive health and optimizing our digestion you know a lot of people have stress right and if we're stressed out we're not going to be digesting our food if we're not digesting our food then there's going to be lots of undigested food in our lower intestines and that's going to overwhelm our microbes too leading to gas bloating inflammation and chronic digestive issues potentially so we need to think about upstream and the furthest upstream we can go is our mind you know and getting into a peaceful state before we sit down to eat a meal which i think is so important and you know just so often overlooked um, additionally, the, uh, the other thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking about increasing fiber content is water. And if we're increasing our fiber content and not optimally hydrated, we're going to feel backed up and bloated as well. And so we, we definitely want to be optimally hydrated and actually fiber helps us to optimally hydrate. Um, you know, so keep that in mind, you know, drink your water as you're increasing your fiber, but you know, and we're getting a little nuanced here. Don't chug a huge quart of water with your meal because that's going to dilute your digestive juices and potentially interfere with optimal digestion and breakdown of your, you know, food that you're eating. So space out your hydration throughout the day as you are increasing your fiber content in your meals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just maybe one more tip, especially for people with the real sensitive guts. And and if you're listening to this and you maybe have a lot of food sensitivities or you have a very sensitive gut, definitely go check out the podcast episode where we talk about reversing food sensitivities. Spoiler alert, the key is still to actually increase fiber. Yeah. Um, but so another really helpful tip for a sensitive gut is to cook more of your your vegetables because it's going to break down some of the fiber, but it's still going to provide enough fiber to really support the microbiome in adapting. Um, yeah. And also blending things, pureeing soups, for example, would be a great way to also help ease that digestive process. Yeah, that just came to mind as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're, again, want to increase our nutrient intake, want to go towards whole food plant-based, but having trouble digesting the fibers initially, then yeah, cooking, blending, as you diversify and build your microbiome can be really helpful. Yes. Any other parting words of wisdom, Dr. Susanna? I don't think so. Any other announcements? I guess the, the only one is... Um, I don't know. No, I, I don't think we're, we're... <laughs> we're in the middle of, of a lot of things or we're, we're between a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but if you'd like to join our plant-based and stress-free Facebook group, there's always stuff happening there. Not at the moment, but I'm sure a challenge is right around the corner, probably next month. And we are in the midst of a cleanse. And if you're interested in cleansing with us next time, you can for sure get on the wait list to do so at alter.health. And if you're looking for some more long-term support, some individualized guidance in your healing journey, we work with individuals through our Thrive on Plants program. And you can also learn more about that at alter.health. Thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Bye Peace for and now. love.